Well, I guess it should be said we have finally, we've made a rule now that, unfortunately, due to a big case of a viral infection we had to make, which is the fact that if a paper, this might have been the first ever argument we've, or pseudo-argument we've ever had, because I was like, we need to throw out the matches, and you guys were like, you mean the matches that you got wrong in the predictions anyways? <laughs> Uh, I was I was okay throwing out the Balor match because that one was totally different. Yeah, I was gonna say I do not I do not know if I could have if I would have made the same the same call for that match with Kurt Angle there though still would have made the same call. Yeah. Uh, well, my favorite is you guys were like Scotty. We understand that you're gonna lose and that's why you don't want it. And I was like motherfucker, I'm gonna lose anyway. I've just been listening to a lot of the Hamilton soundtrack and I wanted our own little cabinet battle to happen. <laughs> Oh, I think the I think what we decided on and I now. I felt that Kurt new, Angle should be the cause of this. <laughs> uh, the new standard though is if there is a change and if we are all able to comment on it and change our predictions before the match, then the predictions go on as changed. Exactly, and uh, and I will post them on Twitter beforehand. So that's a little bit of cleaning up business before we get into this episode of Fight Boys, because holy shit, that was a fun way to wake up today. That was like 3 p.m. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, so welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional wrestling and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, as always, Scotty Moore, joined, as always, by my tag team partner in crime. It is he, the B, the brand new JWF World Heavyweight Champion, the plattest man on the planet, Blake Tanner! I just burnt my finger relighting a candle. <laughs> After that badass entrance of just like, the champion is here. He's here to hold his belt high and prove how much of a man he is. But first he needs some aloe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, that... In the burn cream. And that other voice you hear, of course, he is the lord of the spark side himself. And the man who I might have beat ass... Beat his ass in uh, Hell in a Cell at the Heck in a Sec pay-per-view. It is the Dylan. Proving once again, don't fight the booker. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. You don't fight the booker because he's real jacked, baby. Yeah. I, I, I mean, to be fair. Sure. Well, at one point, at one point, we're all gonna have to get together to take like a a picture to post on like some form of media for this podcast. Yeah, and then people are going to realize just the well. A, I feel like collectively we look better than your average podcast. But B, the height discrepancy is gonna throw a lot of people off. Well, I mean, <laughs> they can see it because I posted on our Facebook page at one point the video of us at TNA where you can see us in the corner, and my favorite is the fact that you see me and Blake standing tall, like, proud, like, yeah, and you see Dylan with his body bent at a 90-degree angle, leaning on the guardrail, and he is still taller than us. (laughs) I was like, Jesus Christ, Diesel, how about you calm down? (laughs) I should really do that for Halloween some year. Oh, hell yes. 
<laughs> bringing big sexy back. Yeah. Bringing oh, and to be historically accurate, I would also need to bring a chart of the WWE ratings uh, going down. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Um. Well, guys, it's been a fucking week for wrestling. Yeah, I wasn't here for half of it. <laughs> well, not just that. Like, well, firstly, I wasn't either. I was actually watching uh, the Smurfs that lost village at my girlfriend's house. Do you hear that? It's the sound of a whip cracking in the distance. No, it, look, it's not. Wait, hold on. If you think I date the kind of woman who's like, honey, let's just stay in tonight and watch the no. Smurfs, the Lost Village. You have got a very bad idea of the woman I date. No, it's uh, her kid was going to bed, and so therefore she was like, we'll watch Smurfs, and then you gotta go to bed. And he's like, okay. So I had to fucking watch the Smurfs while Kurt Angle was watch making his in-ring return. Now, was this before or after you watched the first Harry Potter movie legit for the first time? Uh, no, that was yesterday. I feel like that's that's a story for another day, though. But yeah, I just remember like driving, um, I was driving along and then I get the notice from the WWE app and it just says like, Kurt Angle makes his in-ring return. And I'm like, oh shit, cool. They must've been out something for like Survivor Series. He's going to be on the Raw team or something amazing like that. And then I clicked in and they're, and then just all of the fuckedness hits me at once as they're like, well, Roman Reigns is now out of the match. Uh, also, Bray Wyatt is gone, which immediately made me go, huh, the guy who I said was gonna win. Fuck! <laughs> uh, and that's when things started to change. To be fair, they then replaced him with AJ Styles. You had to feel good about that at least a little bit. You're like, mm, I was like, upgrade? I was like, okay, I can <laughs> handle that. Well, then I was immediately like, I hope AJ Styles comes out in a shawl. It's just like, <laughs> Sister Abigail possessed me before the match. <laughs> I really, I really, I would have given, I would have given extra money if he had filmed a vignette just mocking Bray Wyatt, where he was like, "I'm here." <laughs> <laughs> they don't want no. <laughs> Hold up. Oh, to be fair, they had an absolute banger of a match, though. Well, I was waiting for AJ Styles because he was facing a demon to start screaming about, "Don't disrespect his Jesus." <laughs> <laughs> They, he did that. He did that before the match in Gorilla. <laughs> now look, now look here, big man. I understand what you're doing. I really enjoy what you're doing with your whole gimmick. I, but I mean, a demon. I don't. I don't appreciate that. You should be an angel living for the Lord Jesus Christ, the gay community. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just hitting all the marks there. Uh huh. <laughs> just got a little book in front of him. And he to got which he uh, throw a freaking in there. This is freaking insane. Which Balor just responds, "Oh no, it's all right, it's all right, mate. This is uh, this isn't the same demon that you're thinking about. This is an Irish dude." <laughs> He's just like, "Wait, what? Jesus was from Israel. Look, I don't. Let's just go wrestle. Just too sweet me after the match, and it'll be fine. Too sweet, too sweet, big man. That was hell yeah. That was that was that was pretty good. That that, that is fueling, dude." I'm probably the only one of us because I am the smart of this podcast that follows uh, Fale on Twitter. Yeah, and like <laughs> I follow I follow all the Bullet Club like like individually because I'm just like eh whatever. Yeah, mostly because it's cool to hear about wrestling in New Zealand. 
But uh, every time something happens, he's just like, nah, fuck one, sweet. Fuck the WWE. Fuck a cease and desist. And then he posts himself, uh, then he posts two, hashtag two, sweet. He's been doing this for weeks. And I think he's trying to test if Vince McMahon knows where New Zealand is. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, if you can't mail it here, technically isn't real. That's actually why the pay-per-view was so good, was because Vince was sitting backstage trying to figure out where fucking New Zealand is. He's like... South Africa. No, no, Vince, that's not where... Wait. Mm, Canada. Vince, please! (laughs) I've got a break. We gotta find these Kiwis. (laughs) (laughs) No, and he has a bag of Kiwis in front of me, up in front of him, like, tell me your secrets. Where is your leader? (laughs) I thought you were supposed to be a bird. (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah so that's been happening so this so this whole time i'm just like i don't know if this is them setting up for something for like the bullet club finally like in fracturing off between like the the og and then like the elite yeah or if the, or if there's really just this thing of like you can't you can't do a hand gesture you're not ddp yeah fuck you <laughs> like DDP held that patent for legit before anybody else. They're all just like, you took this out afterwards to fuck with us. We know you. Right. <laughs> also, have you guys read what the illness is that actually fucked everyone out? Because Meningitis? The, well, no, no. The mumps. Yeah, it's the mumps. <laughs> it's the mumps. <laughs> like, uh, apparently, um, the WWE roster is like fucking 1920s era children. Just like, I done got the mumps. All right, all right. Which which one of the wrestlers is an anti vaxxer <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! They've done fucked with the herd immunity. Yeah. Oh no, I love the idea that like Roman Reigns is now he's like in a newsboy cap with a crutch. Please, sir, I've got them in mumps. Please, Vince yeah. is like get oh. out of here. He's got that little wrap tied around his face that they do for people with the mumps. Oh wait, hold on. Just like, I, sir. I'd love. And then if this began to spread to, like, the entire roster of WWE, then it goes to the indies, and only one man is able to survive because he has a nice bird, a plague doctor mask, and it's Marty Skrull. And Marty <laughs> Skrull becomes the champion of everywhere because he's just like, well, I guess I, I, I wore the mask for a reason, it appears. I'm the only one left. And then from behind, you just see Braun Strowman, like, raised from the ashes with his face horribly malformed. All he hears, I'm not finished with you, Skrull! Wait, hold on. It's... Bruh! The mumps isn't zombification, Blake. Have you seen pictures of what people's faces look like on the mumps? You cannot talk. <laughs> on the mumps. On the mumps, man. Have you been on those mumps? So, uh... Do we talk about how Roman Reigns manages to, like, get get uh, injured or, like, fail a drug test every year during, like, the second most important time for his career? Like, it's it's never uh, mania, but, like, remember the Survivor Series 2014 where, like, Ziggler ended up oh, winning yeah. that match? And just, and yeah, shit 20, gets fucked. 2015, he had a... Our 2015, I forget what the hell he had. He missed something. 2016 was the the drug suspension. Oh, no. 2015, no, no. 2015 was where he fucked up, right? Oh, he was gone for those three weeks before Mania. Yeah. And then they had to put, then they had to put, uh, 
freaking Ambrose in, and Ambrose was just like, I am way more cheerable than Roman Reigns. I love that you have a nearly photogenic memory of all the times you haven't had to look at Roman Reigns. <laughs> oh, no, no, there's a list online. <laughs> You're just like, this is beautiful. I love this. I was reading it earlier. It's very nice. It's very fun. Yeah. But like I'm wonder I'm wondering I'm wondering how do you how do you do it now cuz like this whole this whole shtick with the shield was meant to be like hey guys you know what what's cool about Roman Reigns the shield and then they had to be like hey guys you know what make the shield even cooler Kurt fucking angle <laughs> and then and then and then the entire collective WWE universe uh, was like yeah you're right that that does in fact yeah <laughs> I'm good with that it also led to one of my favorite fucking pictures of all time uh-huh. as <laughs> Dean and Seth were coming down to the ring, and Kurt's just behind him, holding his fucking hands up, like I'm here too, guys. Like I did it, Kurt. I did it. It's like that. It's it's like that picture of the stepdad that's like with, like with his with his with his stepkids, and he's just like I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's a, the kids are all moody, like fuck you, old man. It's a little bit, and I I know it's not the same, but it's kind of like when Cody Rhodes joined the Bullet Club because everyone else in the Bullet Club is like the long haired like badass looking dudes, and then the most handsome human being alive is also next to them in a suit. Yeah. I mean he's he's gotten like that dystopian like wastelander jacket with the American flag he wears now. Like he 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 changed things up over time, but at the very beginning it was a bit of a a bit of a a jostle between the two. Yeah, cuz you have like oh. this big big beautiful man in a suit standing next to Adam Page who's just ravenous holding a noose. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've sent that picture in the Facebook chat, by the way, of Kurt Angle. Okay. Oh, yeah. No, I know exactly which one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. This is how I imagine, um, like, after our discussion earlier about, like, what we should do if there are injuries. Yeah. I imagine my face is what Kurt looks like. Scotty's is Dean. <laughs> and <laughs> Dylan's just Seth and out over there. Yeah. Um, in, other, in other news... Um, Raw has come under siege from SmackDown Live. Wait, we, we're not going to talk about the fact that the Miz murdered somebody. We're just going to we just glossing over that. Wait, hold on. What? Don't know what you're talking about. It, there was no murder committed. There is no war in Miz in in Miz Town. I was going to say the only the only reason the siege could happen is because Braun Strowman was <laughs> murdered the night before. Otherwise, we would have seen the whole SmackDown roster coming to him and be like, "Yeah, bring it." Yeah. <laughs> I want that to be what they do. I was hoping that was what they would do tonight. I hope that's what they do next week. Because Shane's like, yeah, you can't, you know, you can't fight us. We're ready. And then all of a sudden you hear, and then then the announcers are just like, well, shit. And then you just see him get up and like walk away. (laughs) No, it's like, it's the exact same thing they did with the Raw segment where they run around backstage and beat the shit out of people, except it's only Braun. It's just Braun walking around. Same thing with, like, the people, like, trying to stand up to him, and then they're outnumbered, except they're outnumbered by only Braun. Yeah. Can I just yep. say, the weirdest moment of, like, the backstage siege segment was the moment where, like, the four, uh, which it did show how few uh, women wrestlers there were, as only, like, four of them walked out and are like, yeah, we're women. You gonna hit us, boys? And then, you know, the their caveat, the, the SmackDown version came out, and then they got into a fight. The problem I had was that the men didn't go on to go fight someone else. They just stared at the women like, yes, good, do it. 
It's like, hey, y'all, this is your moment. <laughs> we gonna watch you. It's okay. It's not creepy. It's fine. Well, I and mean, you, they, you've been doing the same with us, so. I did like how, I did how, like, how Becky, yeah. Becky just kind of, like, popped out from between the New Day, like, yep, let's do, like, mm-hmm. she got way too into, the into, into, like, you know, gangster rolling people. Oh, yeah. I was so fucking happy with everything that she did on Monday. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can tell she is definitely as far, well, I mean, I guess it's now official tonight that she is the one leading the siege, at least in the women's division, now officially, mm-hmm. and when you... Or putting her against Alicia Fox, it's probably not going to be that difficult. No, I mean the teams. The teams are this are pretty much probably the same as what we would have predicted them to be, except the Raw one has Alicia Fox on it. I wasn't really expecting that. Yeah. Well, here's the guess what? Guess what? The 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 outcome is going to be the same because Raw gets Oscar, and guess what? SmackDown is not ready for Oscar. Oh shit! No. I didn't think about that because I, what I was gonna say was the fact that they made Alicia team captain was the same as having Emma win that match a couple weeks ago that said, "Hey, now you get to go face Oscar." Alicia Fox leading that crew is essentially them saying, "Hey, now you get to go get fucked up by Becky Lynch for a while." <laughs> you get you gotta get fucked up by Becky, and you gotta get put in a sharpshooter by Natalia, and oh no, wait, Natalia's in a different match. Oh, hey, uh, here's because so I can say I'm the first to do it. So they announced Survivor Series is like all champion from one brand versus champion of another. Yeah, I would like to call now that uh, Carmella will cash in on the Raw Women's Champion. Oh my! Since they're both going to be in the same place at the same time. Oh shit! That's oh, Brit- shit. no. I prefer this idea. She comes in, makes it a triple threat match, pins both of them. She is now dual champion for both brands. Well, it's not a champion versus champion match. She has to wait for Natalia to win or for uh, Bliss to win and, like, get, like, run off and, like, try to do something and then just whop her with the case, throw her limp, tiny 5-2 body in the ring. Yeah. And then pin her and then become the Raw Women's Champion. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, and then Cam- Carmella gets destroyed by Asuka. It is that, that is the thing now, is it's just like, who can they put for Asuka to destroy? Mm-hmm. Who, is our, who is the strongest competitor we can put that Asuka hasn't murdered? Roman Reigns. That is saying, <laughs> I think, I'm really hoping that it does go this way, but part of me in the back of my head thinks that you guys are giving the raw booking team way too much credit. Yeah, no, no, no. <clears throat> See, here's the thing. Oh, wait, wait, for which thing? The fact that Oz- all they have to do is not f- up literally just an undefeated streak or about the Carmella cashing in because they're both No, no, the no, that the, the fact that they're not going to fuck up Asuka in some way. Paul, like, like Triple H probably gave them only one note whenever he went up there because whenever they did the... Brand, brand split last year, yeah. uh, like, they had confirmed reports that Triple H went to Vince and was like, great, you can take all those people, you can't take Asuka, I need one anchor while we rebuild. Yeah. Because, like, she's the lone draw we have. After that, I'm pretty sure, like, his only words to them at, when, they, when she went up was, hey, girl, up, I will pedigree you on this conference table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Kofi Kingston in South America, I am going to pedigree you. It's it's going to happen. That's I, I got bad. Have you seen the video of Triple H dancing with New Day? It was wonderful. Well, I got really bad flashbacks to when Zack Ryder was like this over motherfucker and came out and was like, "I want to take a selfie with Triple H," and so he does. 
And then Triple H, despite the fact that Ryder was one of the most over people they had in the arena, just kicks him in the gut and drops him with a pedigree. And I was watching him dance with the New Day, and I went, who's it going to be and when's it going to happen? And about the same time, he just delivers that kick and then drops Kofi in an instant. He dropped Kofi so hard that Kofi lost his beard. (laughs) I do like like how after that, he dropped the hair right off that face. He danced his way out of the arena. Like, oh wait, the, really? He, I did, haven't seen he that. did not fucking stop. <laughs> he just went up the ramp, just jiving all the way. Uh, this is why I'm always, I'm always in this like weird, like internal conflict between like Triple H seems like an like an almost okay guy, yeah. but then I remember everything he's ever pulled politically, like backstage, and I'm just like, nah, he's a dick. He's a dick. <laughs> no, live show Triple H is my favorite human being on the planet, or like dark match Triple H even. I think old, like, f- now that I've finally politicked my way to the top Triple H, now that I've got all the power, yeah. is a lot cooler of a Triple H than the dude that he was back in the Attitude Era, but he's still got all of that stuff kind of rolling with him. Well, I mean, it's like Max Landis did in Wrestling Isn't Wrestling. He was in a place where he was afraid, and he was like, I have no confidence in my place. I'm ter- constantly terrified that someone's going to take the title away from me. And now that he's politicked his way to the top, he's like, I have nothing to fear. So now I will be cool and groove with the New Day in South America. Thank you, Kevin Owens. <laughs> Uh, my days of ter- telling Chris Jericho to fuck off are way behind me. <laughs> but his days of telling CM Punk to fuck off, still slightly fresh. Have only just begun. We've only just begun. That is the only downside that I that I think that will be if, if Triple H takes over. It means I'll never see Punk in the WWE again. Oh, yeah. Uh, Blake, can I just say my favorite part when you started talking about Triple H is I didn't know you were talking about Triple H and you go, now that I've politicked my way into a championship, I was like, fucking, uh, Blake, I don't make it seem like you're in bed with the booker. You're not. You just earned that title. And thank- you're only you've only been best friends with him for like a few years now. Doesn't mean anything. I mean, it's an all that hole in the cell only conveniently got there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but thanks to Blake cuts, cuts to cuts to video of the night before the pay per view with uh, with Blake there with an acetylene torch. Yeah. <laughs> no, have you seen? I assume you have not watched the finish to Blake's match for the title. It's my favorite thing that's ever happened in any wrestling ring, let alone the JWF pay per view. But I do want to let everyone at home know that thanks to Blake Tanner's amazing title win and what was easily the best match in JWF history, we have our first special edition shirt available over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, merch.aloadofpurebs.com is the only website where you can go to get merchandise for these good fight boys right here. Just click in the fight boys section, pick you up some shirts. We got the uh, logo shirt, we got the fight effing boy shirt, and of course we do have shirts for your favorite JWF superstars, whether that be myself, Scotty Moore, whether that be the Dylan, whether that be the former JWF champion Griffin Clouds, or of course the current JWF World Heavyweight Champion Blake Tanner. We of course have the anti-underdog shirt that Blake Tanner came out at the JWF Heck in a Sec pay-per-view wearing. But of course, I uh, I pseudo let Blake design a new shirt, which is just his logo on the fucking softest tri-blend shirt of all time. 
Because Blake was just like, look, I need, I want a shirt with my logo on it. And, uh, Blake, should you discuss the Dean Ambrose shirt that you're in love with? Oh, man, a couple, it was a couple of years ago, right after the Shield split, and they were releasing uh, shirts for Ambrose, Rollins, and Reigns, you know, with their own designs on them. And I was in love with the Dean Ambrose, like, uh, anarchy symbol except it was a dna that made the symbol yeah but they released this fucking soft as a baby's butt <laughs> shirt made with this tri-blend of pillowy cloudy goodness yeah. that only man can experience if he is a truly pure of heart and I bought one of them, and I love that shirt to this day. And so as a tribute to that shirt and that weird story from our friendship, Blake Tanner now has the official Blake Tanner B shirt. So it's just Blake's logo on a shirt, and it is the softest tri-blend I had purchased. And that's only available for you if you go over to merch.aloadofpurebs.com in the Fight Boys section. Now, got- oh, I'm refreshing that page until it pops up because I'm about to buy it tonight oh. if it comes out. Hold on, let me. Uh, I guess you guys find something to talk about then while I update the website. <laughs> I was gonna say my my shirt isn't even on this site. You son of a bitch. Oh wait, yeah, I think. I mean, I can pop it back up on thought- there. It's 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 right here, the Lord of the Smark side. Yeah, the I am on the I am on the website right now. There's there's the driver picks of music, BS Noco, Pure BS, She Has Risen, Hero. Oh wait, no, no, no! Oh, no, no, click on the Fight Boys tab. Go to the Fight. <laughs> now, guys, when you go to merch.alertpurebs.com, you may be confused how to use it. Well, we're here to teach you and Dylan how to get the, the official ta- shirt. The, the last time you linked it to me, you just linked me to the shirts. I never actually had to find the shirt before. <laughs> By the way, I uh by the by the way, Liesl finally found uh the podcast. I mean, I had mentioned it to her, but she finally like oh, listened to it. I thought you meant like, <laughs> guys, we're in trouble. Liesl finally found the podcast. <laughs> no, no, no. But but she finally found the shirt, and I had to explain it, explain the the shirt you made for me because she was like, yeah, it's really good. I, I just wish I could get a version of it without that creepy face on. I was like, well, it's my face. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> heavily filtered by Scotty. To my, I then had to, to, I then had to fiance, tell her the story. That's my fucking face. I then had to tell her the story of how this is the less creepy version of the of the one you pitched to me, Scotty. Well, so. I mean, you you're a fucking heel. I had to. I was like, okay, we'll 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 give him a nice creepy heel shirt. Look, it could could have been worse for both of you. Dylan, when you were champion, I could have gave you a shitty shirt that just said the champ is here and an arrow pointing to your dick. But no. <laughs> Would oh, have God. been accurate regardless. <laughs> uh, me, meanwhile, meanwhile, the Miz is having a girl, which is gonna... Uh, uh, it's the weirdest feeling to be like, A, the Miz is a father, but also that it's Hold a... Hold up. Yeah, I love that. There's an extra small size choice for the my new shirt. Look, is this segment now just going to become browsing merch dot a load of your bs dot com? It gives it exposure. The world's largest merch plug. I mean, I don't know, Scott. I think you still hold the record. Yes, but uh, but 
Yeah, Miss you did, wear your, you did wear your own merchandise to a Ring of Honor pay-per-view. I'm just saying. I did. I wore the fucking Momoa Curry shirt and then got Bullet Club people to sign it. Oh, that's freaking sweet. Oh, no, my favorite but, uh, My favorite no, was... Can we, can we talk about how... Can we talk about two things with the Miz? Uh, one, he apparently lives in the same neighborhood as Avril Lavigne. That's weird. And two... Um, have you ever noticed that, like, this generation, like this like this last generation of wrestlers, nobody's having any male children? It's exclusively daughters. Oh, shit. Like, oh, did everybody yeah. get, like, hit in the balls just right during training to where we can't have any? Like, women's wrestling is going to just have, like, a golden era in about 20 years. Can I just say, that, though, my favorite thing about The Miz knowing Avril Lavigne is that Avril Lavigne, and I guess it was her boyfriend, showed up to The Miz's party in Miz's, Miz and Maurice's ring gear. Like, they, they were like, we, we jacked. I feel, like there's, I feel like there's no better time to bust that out. Right? Uh, in, in other news, um, all of the, all of the uh, you know how... Well, I mean, we, we've all been smarks, right? We've all had that point in our life where we're like, you know, all John Cena needs is to turn heel. That's all John Cena needs. Well, now we can finally put a face to why John Cena has remained the biggest face in uh, WWE. I would, I would like to point out that I've, I've gone, like, uh, like instead of postmodern, I've gone post-smark to where I've gone, like, beyond that. To where I was like, what John need, Cena, all that John Cena needs is just fuck off. If you could just... <laughs> <laughs> well, to be uh, fair, that's kind of how John got over with the crowd again was by fucking off for a while and then coming out back and beating Rusev for the title. And they're like, okay, that's not bad. Just fuck off for a while, John. Um, yeah. But apparently... I finally re- figured it out. Yeah. Appar- apparently a long time ago, like back when Sheamus was a bigger baby face and CM Punk was a big baby face, Vince was like, all right, we're going to do it. We're gonna turn John Cena heel. And uh, they came up with scenarios. This is the quote from a former WWE writer whose name I don't remember. Uh, apparently Cena was on board. He even had, like, gear made and stuff. But right around the exact same time, John Cena happened to release a, a clothing line for Kmart. And Vince was like, oh, God, not Kmart. We can't turn him heel now. Uh they're our biggest toy distributors. Kmart, why? So you can blame Kmart for the fact that we have not had a John Cena heel turn. It's okay, I got back at them by helping them go out of business. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed <laughs> to say, with all the Kmarts like, going out of business, that might mean we're going to have that John Cena heel turn. Vince is like, are they gone? Oh god, it's been years, are they finally gone? Good! fucking do it have him attack everybody now the problem is that uh john cena has become the lesser of whatever other evil vince is pushing at the time they're just like you know what john cena john cena wasn't as being being stabbed was better than being shot if you guys could just come over yeah. here for... please oh god please help and send guess, help what happened did something happen as you're attempting to order the shirt during the podcast oh i already ordered the shirt Oh, okay. We're good. Well, well, um... I wanted guys, to order two, but I, I need help. Unfortunately, guys, I think we have to send our first sad tweet to Chuck Taylor because I, it was the worst news I've ever gotten was as I got on Twitter and was like, well, let's see what the All-Star Weekend results were. And they're like, 
Ricochet defeated Chuck Taylor for the PWG title. And I was like, what the fuck? He's had it like a day. You couldn't let him keep it longer. He had it, he had it 109 days. What? And was it? The... I read somewhere else it was like 96. No, no, it was over 100. Okay. But in PWG... He had it over three months. It's just he never defended it because Bola and then a couple other events were there where they were just like, you want to commentate? And he was just, yeah, sure. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty... That's a, that's a, that's a, uh, Chuck Taylor getting the title is more of a thing of like, probably even Chuck looked at Super Dragon and was just like, you're not making me the face of this, right? Yeah. Like he's, it was more oh. of a, it, it was more, it was more of a, hey, you have been like literally Chuck Taylor is the last person from, or the longest working person in PWG to never win anything yeah. for PWG. Like he has been there like. With fist and everything, like back in like the late two thousands, I think they were finally like, uh, "There's a groundswell underneath him. Like this will be a great moment." And it fucking was. Like when he won the title, the whole crowd like lost their shit. However, Ricochet, who has also been with the company for forever, is basically the the contract hasn't been released to the public, signed with the WWE, and they're just like, "Okay, well, like we'll make him the second time Bola champion. Like he's been a good dude. We'll have him beat Chuck because they literally grew up, or they literally grew up together on the indie scene. Oh yeah. And then either he'll drop it back to Chuck, so that Chuck can just be like, okay, heal now, because because after being the elite, I want I'm a douchebag Chuck Taylor. So oh my bad. god, that's my favorite man. Chuck Taylor's an asshole in real life. Yeah. Um, well, my favorite, though, is uh, I don't think it's going to be like that because Ricochet definitely grabbed a mic afterwards and uttered the phrase, Daddy ain't going nowhere. And I've never had the reaction to a man calling himself Daddy than I did then because I was like, oh, okay, Ricochet. My God. All right. I believe I'm, I'm having I'm gonna, the vapors. I'm, uh, I'm going to. That dude declare you. To, to be fair, I I believe that that phrase has been uttered by by several people who then months later went to the W. I believe I believe Adam Cole said something like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> Look, Ricochet Daddy's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Ricochet Daddy gonna yeah. be around for a long time. Unlike Jeff Jarrett in Global mm-hmm. Force. It feels it feels weird for Impact Wrestling to announce that it's terminated a relationship. Cause I'm just like, dude, fuck, don't fucking like, come on, you have so many bridges that you've burnt. Don't keep doing it. But of course, they tweeted out Impact Wrestling announced today that it has terminated its business relationship with Jeff Jarrett and Global Force Entertainment Inc. effective immediately after what, like three months? Yeah, it's because, oh, hey, you know what? Now that we finally got ba- got rid of this toxic management for the last several years, let's go back to the toxic management that we had before that. Yeah. And they're like, no, let's... It's just, Impact is in such a weird state of insane flux. Do you know what happened? No, 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 tell me. Impact got conned by a carny. What are you saying about me, Big Madison? Me, Jeff Jarrett! He got their money. T. And then he drank it away. Jeff Jarrett needs help. Hey, look. Jeff Jarrett is part of my favorite photo I've ever gotten with a wrestler. And he wasn't even supposed to be in the photo. (laughs) 
have we discussed it on the podcast where I'm taking a shirtless picture with Chuck and uh, Trent, and then all of a sudden Jeff Jarrett walks up to Chuck, and Chuck immediately breaks like, oh, fuck, I'm in trouble. Hey, Mr. Jarrett, how are you? Meanwhile, in the photo, Trent is still staring down the camera with, like, the anger of a fucking wolf. He's just like, I'm gonna get this. <laughs> See, here's the difference. Uh, Trent had that fuck you New Japan contract. He was just like, I give no fucks about Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Whereas Chuck was like, fuck, I kind of wanted, I kind of wanted to be somewhere in the Indies later. Yeah, and now he is. Yeah, of course. I mean, by the way, Chuck Chuck Taylor's reign uh, was the sixth. Oh no, the fifth. Sh- no, the sixth. The no, fifth shortest. Yeah. Uh, granted, there's only been twenty. It's still very yeah. short, though. I was like, damn. It could have been Brian Danielson's. He held it for one day once. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, he had to forfeit it due to injury. Oh, and then, okay. And then Kenny and then Kenny held it for 98 Is days that and he lost it. Is that just the story so like, was, of Brian's life? I was fixing to say, you're telling me Daniel Bryan won a major championship and then immediately had to forfeit it for injury? How shocking! <laughs> the only place he never really had to do that was Ring of Honor. Yeah. Welcome to why he's just like... Look, even if they would let me wrestle again in WWE, I'm afraid of what's going to happen. I've just got to go back to (laughs) ROH. Uh, I mean, keep in mind, I know he was wrestling before he came back, but, like, you got to believe that Brian was either watching his television or just, like, backstage at Gorilla on Sunday night, just, like, just pointing, just pointing and staring at Vince. As Kurt Angle you see came that? down. You see that Kurt Angle? You see that guy with a broken neck and a drug history and can't lift his arms too far above his head because he's broken his spine too many times? You see? See that gentleman right there? Wrestling! <laughs> you did... Although he basically did get the, like, the picture-perfect Roman treatment in the booking, though. Oh, yeah. In that... <laughs> he... Um, Kurt got to take a nap and leave for half the match and then come back at the end. I just love the idea. I would like to, I'd like to think that nothing that the, uh, nothing that the agent was going to say about the match changed. Oh, yeah. Uh, they just were like, insert Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle's finisher, and we're good. I like the idea that, okay, going back to Daniel Bryan discussing with Vince backstage, I love the idea that he goes through all of it like, hey, Kurt's out there, Kurt's doing all this, and then he turns and Vince just have has a giant photo of Chris Benoit, and he's like, yeah? Oh, I'm sorry, what? What's Cap- what up, Captain Concussion? And then Bryan's just like... <laughs> Brian's like, you're a dick. And he's like, I know, right? Now back to my Kiwis. 12 seconds later, Kurt Angle falls and snaps his neck in twain. (laughs) And he still finishes the match. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, if we're going to talk about TLC, can we just talk about the worst thing that's happened is the fact that Enzo Amore is back as champion. Called it. I know you did, and I hate you for it. <laughs> Just because I'm sitting here like, this means, because I, I still follow Enzo on Instagram. I shouldn't, but I still do. And this means I'm going to have to deal with more fucking weird Instagram fucking videos of Enzo Amore, like, doing push-ups onto the title belt and then trying to feed the belt coffee and having a tiny tea party with the fucking belt. Oh, I can't wait until the one where Enzo wakes up at his home, 
turns to the side to his side in his bed and you just see that that championship right there and he's smoking a cigarette. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Listen, listen, you know the next picture is going to be him recreating the Shawn Michaels Playgirl photo shoot. <laughs> you know, a lot of... Why a, hasn't he done that? A lot of people are like, man, if Roman wins at Mania, I'm going to leave, like, not watch WWE ever again. Or if this happens, I'm never watching WWE. If I ever have to visually, with my two eyes, look at a naked Enzo Amore with a cruiserweight belt around his waist, I will leave the country. Because I'm like, no... Do you do you promise, Scotty? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, Fight Boys will still go on because I'm really into the JWF. So I'll just be like, they'll be like, "What's been happening in your world, Scotty?" Well, atop the mountain that I've lived on for the past five years now. Well, down here in Mexico, I've started to learn a little bit of the language, but the locals still shoot at me twice a day, <laughs> saying mm-hmm. something saying something about gringo. Not sure what that means, but... I think I... I don't know what it was about it, but one of them kept yelling, Cornet! 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 <laughs> I think I accidentally learned French instead of Spanish. I've just been referring to myself as Je suis un Lionheart the whole time. <laughs> Oh, man. No, I'd probably go to Japan and uh, fuck with Kushida, because I think Kushida would share my hatred of Enzo Amore. Did you... Re- have you seen this shit? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because... Okay, so Enzo started doing a thing where he winds up his punch, so it kind of looks like he's... It looks like he's pitching a ball, except instead the ball is his fist, and the fist goes into someone's face, which is something... Okay. Which is something Kushida does, except where Enzo does it and it looks really weird and shitty, Kushida looks like he murders them with it. Um, he is he has mastered the thigh slap on that one. Exactly. Like, they're like especially in front of the Japanese crowd that aren't making noise, you hear that shit and it's haunting. And you're just like, oh, Will Osprey's dead. Exactly. And <laughs> well, it's on. And so. It, someone sent to Kushida the video of Enzo doing the wind-up punch, and Kushida, who is normally a kind, calm man, just replied, "What a fuck!" and then a middle finger emoji. <laughs> like, damn. The whole Bullet Club liked that, by the way. Of course they did. <laughs> I really, really hope that he meant to say, "What the fuck?" No, but what I, a I, fuck. I, what a fuck! Like what a I, I mean, I assume it's shortened from what a dumb fuck, but like, it's pretty rough, my dude. <laughs> Poor Kushida. Flickadoo. What the what? Kushida, also known as Jack Black. What a fuck, dude! Why the fuck are you doing this wind up? That's what he does when he winds up. He just he, he gives him the old flickadoo. He just winds up. He's like. And a one, a two, a flickadoo, poosh. I wonder. Uh, I wonder if they made freaking No Way Jose have to stop doing that move since Enzo picked it up. Oh shit! I forgot. Yeah. Well, I think No Way Jose did his a little bit uh, better, no matter what. Uh, well, I mean, he is Dominican. Yeah. And if you want to make this show better, no matter what, ladies and gentlemen, head on over 
to patreon.com slash fightboys. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Patreon.com slash fightboys is the website where you can give back to these great fightboys right here. It's basically a monthly subscription almost where you would send us a dollar or five dollars every single month. Every single little bit helps however much you want to give. But of course, we do have perks over there for you all relating to that amazing Birmingham, Alabama-based professional wrestling organization, the JWF, for just one one dollar a month, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, one dollar. We will bring you into the JWF. You will be a JWF superstar. We'll give you a name, an entrance, everything, a full-on character. And you will promptly get jobbed out in about five minutes. But that's perfectly fine, ladies and gentlemen. Because if you want to go up, if you want to be a step ahead, if you want to be a JWF mid-carder, just donate $5. $5 over at patreon.com slash fightboys. And you will be brought into storyline. We will give you storylines with some of the greatest JWF superstars of all time. Uh, Scott Moore, Griffin Clouds, Blake Tanner, whoever. You will fight them. You will face them. You will have a full-fledged character. And who knows, you may even show up on a JWF pay-per-view. But if you are a man who craves gold, if you are a man who wants to be a champion, then donate $30. $30 over at patreon.com slash fightboys. And we don't know how. We don't know when. We don't know in what way. What we will, But we will make you a champion. But that's only available if you donate over at patreon.com slash fightboys. Boys is spelled with a Z. I just now realized I'd love if multiple people have been typing in F-I-G-H-T-Z-O-Y-S. <laughs> it said a Z. I don't understand. What's a fight? How do I spell the word boys with Z's? F I G H T Z Z Z Z. B Z O Z Y Z S Z. I also like that I turned I, I turned into the girl from Kung Pao in the middle of that promo. I was like, we'll 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 make you a champion. Um, like. but boys, I guess that means it's five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. But boys, I guess that means it's time to delve into the greatest professional wrestling organization in the world in Birmingham, Alabama. That's right, boys. It's time for the JWF. And let me tell you something. An absolutely heck of a pay-per-view happened last weekend. The heck in a sec pay-per-view went down. And like I said earlier in the podcast, we have a new JWF World Heavyweight Champion. In the form of Blake Tanner, after a huge splash from the top rope, a beautiful stomp down onto the skull of Griffin, causing him to bleed profusely. Blake Tanner went. He got that pin. Our faithful referee, Shibby, counted one, two, three. And just like that, in the snap of an instant, we have a new JWF World heavyweight champion but not only that we of course saw another amazing heck in a sec match where scotty moore took on the dylan an absolutely hellacious match in fact at some points it seemed like it seemed like the dylan had the match won i mean blake you saw it dylan had that match won after a huge upper dicker to scotty moore but in the middle of the pin i don't know what took over dylan but he grabbed scotty by the head ripping his shoulders off of the ground because he wanted to cause more pain it was um it was it was a classic Dylan moment. I got a little overconfident, had the match won, had everything in the palm of his hands, but overconfidence got the better 
of him. Exactly, and that ego definitely got to the best of him when, after uh, attempting a huge senton off the top rope, Scotty Moore jumped up, hitting a huge SMG out of midair, planting the face of the former JWF World Heavyweight Champion, the Dillon, straight onto the head of a sledgehammer, allowing Scotty Moore to pick up that, that pin for a big one, two, three... And, of course, it's been a huge night for both Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, our former tag team champions, the BS, and who better to celebrate with than your best friend, which is why the BS are in the ring right now. And I think it's time for a little celebration. Let's go now. Boo. Boo. <laughs> You're giving him the real, the real smart side treatment that there, aren't you? Vicious treatment. Whoa, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time, it's time, it's time for you to stand up and applaud the two best damn men in the JWF, that's right, I'm talking about the B.S. More importantly though, ladies and gentlemen, I, I am talking about he, the B. To the L-A-K-E, that's right, it's your new JWF World Heavyweight Champion, Blake Tanner! Alright, 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 that is so right. And joining me, as always, is the Dylan Killer, the man who walked into hell and walked out bruised, bloodied, and victorious. The man with pure balls of steel and ice water in his veins. It's the S, Scotty Moore. Woo! All right, Scotty. I got a question for you. Mm. What up? You know, so some people might think that last night was what we might call predictable. Mm -hmm. You see, after months of pain, anguish, yeah. at the hands of the VWO, the Dylan, and all of the devastatingly dangerous people that inhabit the JWF, you and me, we finally beat all the odds. And we came out victorious. I mean, it's a, it's a bit obvious of, a, of an ending, don't you think? Well, you know something, Blake... You you know, you're right. What happened last night was obvious, except it wasn't obvious because of the months of the odds being stacked up against the heroes known as the BS. No, no, no. It's not because these people in this audience have been fed dumbass John Cena storyline after storyline. No, no, no. It wasn't even obvious because... You know, we are the BS, and this show does take place on the BS network. You know, it's kind of a thing, but... You see, the reason why it was obvious is because when you look at the vape world order, when you look at the Dylan, hell, when you look at anybody in that locker room, it should be obvious that we are better than them. It should be obvious that when Blake Tanner or myself step into a ring, we will be unstoppable. It should be obvious that Blake Tanner and I are winners. You know, I think it's time to make a statement. I mean, I know uh, we've all been on this uh, anti-underdog kick for me for a while now, and uh, I, think, I think I'm about finished with that. Uh, as a matter of fact, if last night proved anything, it's that I'm nowhere near being what you would consider an underdog. 
I stand here as your rightful JWF champion. So, I know we just came out with the new anti-underdog shirts, but, um... Available only at merch.aloadofpurebs.com Thank you, buddy. I think, though, it's time for something new. It's time to get back to basics. You see, we don't need flashy nicknames to save the JWF from the VWO. We didn't need pomp and circumstance to put the Dylan onto the mat for good. I don't need a shtick that people are going to get tired of in six months. All I need is my best buddy, the JWF championship around my waist, and the pure strength of will that brought me to the top of this mountain as I watched my competition carelessly tumble down, down, down. Ladies and gentlemen, fans of the JWF, I am no underdog. And you know what? I'm not an anti-underdog either. When it comes down to it, all I am, well, it's just me. I am he, the B, your JWF World Heavyweight Champion. I am Blake Tanner. Oh, and it looks like a couple of men are coming out to the ring who may be disagreeing with Blake Tanner saying that he is the champion. It is, in fact, the VWO. All four members coming out, Griffin Clouds, Travis, Justin, even their father, Clint Clouds, they're coming out and surrounding the ring on all sides. These wolves look ready to attack, and it looks like the BS are attempting to jump on them before any kind of attack can happen. But unfortunately, that big numbers game, unfortunately, will get to all of us too quickly. It looks like the BS are left on the ground, bloodied. They're putting their boots straight against the skulls of the new JWF champion and, of course, Scotty Moore as well. It looks like Travis is picking up Scotty and, oh my god, another vape breaker. Now, of course, as we saw at the pay-per-view, Travis brought back the most dangerous move in JWF history, the vape breaker to, of course, retain their JWF tag titles, and it looks like he's using it to put down Scotty Moore right now, who's just convulsing in pain on that ground. I mean, Blake, what would it be like to have that... Va I know you've seen videotape. I don't think I've ever experienced something like the Vape Breaker. What's it like? Um, it's honestly like having the life choked out of you and then having your back broken at the same time. It's pretty horrible. It crunches your entire body into a place that it should not be bent to. Of course, and you got to imagine how that's going to do to the psyche of Scotty Moore. I mean, of course, a couple of weeks ago in a, hor a hellacious match, Clint Clouds actually broke the back of Scotty's father, Scott Moore. So now it's like as if the VWO are trying to break all of their backs, their spines in twain. And speaking of, Clint Clouds look, look like he's entering the ring with a chair. Oh my god, tying it around the neck of Blake Tanner, sending him into a turnbuckle. That is not going to feel good on the larynx of Blake Tanner as that chair busts into his throat. Oh my god. And it looks like the chair has come to the outside. And Griffin's climbing to the top rope as Justin picks Blake up. Oh my god! Blake's head is positioned directly above that chair. Griffin jumps off and they hit a beautiful undervapor on the new champion, leaving his skull bruised and bloodied as it cracks against that steel chair. And let me, this is absolutely preposterous what the VWO are doing. How do you guys react to this? 
Um, this is exactly what the VWO is known for. I mean, thinking that one victory, albeit as great as it is um, last night over the VWO, is going to change them, is going to break them out of their ways. No, you're going to need to break the VWO all at once to get them to stop pulling this crazy, crazy tactics. Malicious. Um, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure we should. Uh, we shouldn't have them here. I think that at least one of those was a legitimate murder. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and it looks like someone's about to do something right now. As Captain Tibbs has popped up on our Tron, and it looks like he has a message for the VWO. Let's hear what he's got to say. So, you boys think this is funny, huh? You think it's funny to assault men who were good enough to beat you down last night and take your titles away? You think it's funny to use the most dangerous move in the business, that vape breaker whose name I shall never forget what it did to the likes of me and mine back in the day. You are cowards, vape world order. And if you think this is funny... I've got something funnier for you. Tonight, all the checks are gonna come due, my boys. You're finally gonna have to pay the piper. And I'm not talking about old Hot Rod, God rest his soul. From tonight on, all your little tricks, they're gonna be gone. VWO, tonight, you have a rematch against the Brunch Boys for your JWF Tag Team titles. And if you pull any tricks... If old Clint runs down to the ring, if you use that godforsaken vape breaker, or if I see anything out of line, then you instantly forfeit your titles. You forfeit your standing in this company. You forfeit everything to Captain Tibbs. And by the way, that match is going to be our main event. So it looks like you got about an hour to remember how to wrestle good, boys. Have fun. Oh my god! Well, ladies and gentlemen, it looks like we have a main event set, a rematch from heck in a sec, as the VWO are going to take on the newly formed team of Brunch Boy, Baron Corbin, and Guy Fieri. And of course, as we saw at the pay-per-view, these two men, I know it was their first time teaming together, but I'll be damned if they did not mesh perfectly well i mean blake you saw that match it was phenomenal to yep. see these two working together definitely was these two men have brought together a bond that you don't see very often and that is a bond that is a gastrointestinal bond that is a bond that is deeper than many many familial relationships and that is the bond of food mm -hmm, exactly and dylan you've of course been a man who in the past has not been the biggest fan of brunch boy or guy fietti now now that they've actually teamed up and formed this new alliance in the form of the Brunch Boys. Uh, has that changed your opinion in any way? Now they collectively have the worst hair in the industry. <laughs> um, and of course, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, that is a rematch from heck in a sec. But we can't keep looking on the past, ladies and gentlemen. We have to be looking forward to the next great JWF pay-per-view, which has yet to be named... Uh, we're financed. I would like to point out it is yes to be financed. Well, it's a I'm working on it, damn it. Patreon.com slash fightboys. Anyways, but I do have 
some absolutely phenomenal news because as we all know, ladies and gentlemen, 25 years ago, 25 years ago at this very same pay-per-view that is yet to be named, a legend made his debut. A legend in this company, a legend by the name of Momoa Curry. One of the longest reigning champions in this business. Someone who has inspired, I know, Blake Tanner to get into this business as well as myself. And he is going to make his return in the ring after months of being gone from the JWF. This is absolutely phenomenal news. How do you guys react to this? I mean, Dylan, you were the man, you were the, one of the last men Momoa faced before this hiatus. How do you react to him coming back? God, he's old as fuck. <laughs> He's very old. It's amazing how well he can still fight. Exactly. He may he may be old, but I'll be damned if he can't fight, ladies and gentlemen. And he's going to be fighting at our next pay-per-view. But one man who may not be fighting there is a man by the name of the Dylan. Now, I don't want to tell stories outside of school, but this entire this entire show backstage, the Dylan has seemed distant. He's seemed almost sitting by the doorway at all times, ready to leave. And we have our, sent our top interviewer, Honeypot, backstage to track down the Dylan and see exactly what's going on in his head. Hello, uh, Dylan. Uh, Dylan, could I possibly have a word with you? Oh, oh, oh my God! Well, uh, I'll tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Dylan definitely doesn't seem happy as he levels Honeypot with a huge clothesline. I'm, Dylan, this man is not a wrestler. He is an interviewer. Let him go. Oh my god, and he's grabbed Honeypot, and he's flung him into a TV monitor. It's cracked the monitor entirely. Honeypot's body is shaking as that electricity goes through him. He's, he's absolutely in pain. We need to get paramedics out there. Looks like he's finishing the assault off with a huge kick to Honeypot's dick. The uh, big M.O. of the Dylan. It looks like he grabs the microphone. He's got a message for the JWF. Let's listen. This is not the time... You limey fuck! Let me guess, you were gonna ask me about my reaction to last night, right? Okay, well, I hope your, you know, cracked skull and internal bleeding answer that question. Because you're gonna ask where I'm going, when the question is not fucking here. See, I've been doing a little bit of thinking last night after the concussion from, Blake, from uh, Scotty deciding that sledgehammering my head was a good move. And I started thinking, you know, all the great legends of wrestling, the Ric Flairs, the Dusty Rhodes, you know, everybody who has ever made a name in this, they never had to fucking deal with their shit. They didn't have to deal with somebody quite as crazy as Tibbs. You know, crazy, not that, cra that crazy. They didn't have to deal with being in the steel cage with some power-hungry, ego-obsessed loser from this godforsaken state. They didn't have to do it. They could go wherever they wanted to for weeks, come back, wrestle a match, and continue on, because there were other places to wrestle. That's what I've, I've, I've lost track of being here, that there are other places than Birmingham, Alabama, which is a horrible thing to realize is that you've forgotten that they're somewhere other than here. But I remembered. I remember just in time. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get away from this garbage fire. I'm going to get away from these hillbillies. I'm going to get away from the cloud clan of inbred, vape-sucking douchewads. I'm going to get away from Scotty and his self-promotion. I'm going to get away from Blake. 
and the sound of him sucking Scotty's dick. It's it's gonna be great. So that's what I'm doing right now. I'm doing what a legend of the industry does, and I'm leaving. Oh my god, I I think something's snapped in the Dylan. I know we've said that multiple times over recent weeks, but Dylan has left the former JWF champion. I know, Blake, you have never agreed much with what Dylan's done in this industry, but it doesn't matter. He's still a man who has proved his worth, and now he's gone. How do you react to this? Indeed, this is this is actually going to be a great blow to the JWF. I, I, don't, I don't understand how the JWF is going to continue in its current trajectory without someone like the Dylan. Uh, Honestly, Dylan, how do you feel about this turn of events? <laughs> oh, oh, God. I'm leaving, too. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, well, oh, God, and Dylan has left the left the call. Okay, well, uh, okay, that's going to be hard to book around. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's move on to our main event of the evening, where, as, uh, as Captain Tibbs announced earlier... The uh, the VWO are going to be taking on the newly formed tag team of the Brunch Boys, but of course, the VWO cannot use any of their normal antics. They can't use the vape breaker, which has been banned. They cannot have any of their family at ringside to help them, and if they do, they instantly forfeit their titles. Blake, how do you? What do you think their chances are at this point? They, they're at, this is make or break for the VWO. You know what? Honestly, this is going to be... Um, I, I foresee this being a repeat of uh, what happened at Heck in a Sec. You've got two who, two men in the Brunch Boys that are wonderful at this sport. They, they can re- out-wrestle just about anyone from what I saw the other night. And the VWO, who are out of practice, they're probably very rusty when it comes to going for a long time without getting a breather from a distraction or without disqualifying themselves from a match, and I I don't know how well they're going to do. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Well, here's hoping they do well. I'm going to tell you what, though. They do have one advantage as Brunch Boy emerges from the the back. His back is taped up, damaged after the effects of the Vape Breaker. That's definitely going to play something, come into play at least somewhat during the match. But, of course, uh, he's standing on the apron right now as Guy Fieri starts off the match with a big clothesline to Travis. And, of course, like you said, Travis is a little bit out of practice, unsure of what to do. He's rolling to the outside, trying to take a breather. Uh, his brother, Justin, jumping off the ring a- apron, trying to help out his brother, when suddenly, oh, my God, the big man can fly as the king of Flavortown hits a big top rope senton onto the VWO. Oh, my God, this is absolutely amazing. It looks like they're making it way back to their feet, but oh my god, I look like taped back or whatever, it does not matter as Brunch Boy hits a big dive of his own onto the top rope and the challengers seem fully in control as JWF rolls on. Looks like Brunch Boy's grabbing Travis, rolls him into the ring. Guy Fieri's waiting with that big leg drop going for that pin. One, two, ooh, and a barely kick out. From Travis Clouds crawling to the ropes. Blake, I think you might have been right. Uh, this has been an absolute onslaught by the Brunch Boys. I don't know if the VWO are going to be able to weather it. Uh, they, they, they look like they are have totally lost control of this situation, of this match. And that I think that means they're going to lose their titles. Exactly. It looks <clears> like <throat> Justin's leaning down quickly, tagging his brother. But unfortunately, I don't think he's looking across the ring as Guy Fieri tags in. 
the returning brunch boy, Baron Corbin. Justin looks a little bit afraid as these two gargantuans stand at odds with each other in the middle of the ring. And quickly they erupt into a flurry of punches, backing each other into a corner. Absolutely vicious. Justin pulls back, hits a big wind-up punch. Kushida, Kushida tells him to fuck off on Twitter. And then all of a sudden, looks like uh, Justin grabs him, puts him into the ropes, tosses him off. And Brunch Boy looks like Brunch Boy's in a bad way when he suddenly, ooh, hits a big flying clothesline taking Justin down. Uh, and it looks like, oh my god. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I think, Blake, you were right. This may be the end. This may be it. As Guy tags in, climbing to the top rope. It's absolutely phenomenal. This is what we saw them debut at heck in a sec. They, of course, have uh, begun to refer to it as the brunch time device. As uh, Brunch Boy picks up with absolute amazing strength, picks up Justin for a powerbomb. As Guy Fieri flies off the top rope with a huge clothesline hitting that brunch time device and they are going for a pin and uh, uh okay no guys seriously that's not am i hearing what i think i'm hearing right now uh, we i had to turn it down from the from the monitor but i There's that can't no be no way he's not i know i know brunch boy of course We've gotten from a certain other company, but this is not someone we brought in. This is someone we would never bring into this company. And it is. It's the WWE World Heavyweight Champion himself, Brock Lesnar. Universal uh, Champion. What is he doing here? He's run into the ring, grabbing Guy Fieri, hitting him with a big suplex. Shibata calls for the bell as Brock continues this horrifying rampage, suplexing. These, uh, the tag team of the Brunch Boys hitting Brunch Boy with a huge suplex onto those that battered back of his. It looks like the VWO are slowly trying to slide out of the ring, but Brock looks at them. Brock looks just as angry at the VWO. Hits a big kick to the ribs of Travis Clouds, sending the middlest brother of the VWO to the ground. Looks like Justin's grabbing his brother, attempting to pull him out. It's a horror movie right now in the ring, ladies and gentlemen. And Brock reaches over, grabbing Justin by the hair, pulling him up, only to suplex him into the ring as well. My God, ladies and gentlemen, this is absolutely horrifying. It looks like he's grabbed Brunch Boy Baron Corbin, picking him up onto his shoulders. And he hits that big F5 into the middle of the ring, sending the man who could have been tag team champion to the ground... Ladies and gentlemen, Brock Lesnar has arrived. And of course, it has been said, uh, I've unfortunately been corrected, he is not the world heavyweight champion. He is the universal champion of the WWE. But what could he be doing here? Um, there could be any list of reasons that he could be here. Scotty, we need to leave now. This is absolutely horrifying, ladies and gentlemen. And he just has this big smile on his face. As he stares into the camera, it, I think you're right. We need to get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to see what happens next time on JWF Professional Wrestling. Because I can't stay here any longer. I'm afraid of what he's going to be, do be doing next. Get my title! So, Blake Tanner, what did you learn this yep. week? <clears throat> oh, I learned that when all else fails, you just give him the one, the two, the flick-a-doo! <laughs> 
And uh, I, of course, learned that I'm about to have to change some booking plans because apparently Dylan's just disappeared. So oh. that's that's always fu- that's, fun, I yeah. guess. I mean, JWF is kind of in flux now because apparently we're being invaded by the WWE, which is always cool. And Dil- oh, did I actually leave? I just did. Th- I did that to be super meta. I'm not. I'm not even. Oh no! I was going to be the thing I learned this week is that apparently we're going full meta. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the kayfabe times. Thank you for those good old <laughs> kayfabe times. Uh, so, uh, of course, Dylan can be found on Twitter at sexychuckyt, but unfortunately not at PWG World Heavyweight Champion. Uh, Dylan, where can they find you? No, not Dylan. Blake, where can they yeah. find you, buddy? Um, you can find me at Blake. Blake, you should have. Blake, you should have then said they can also find me at Sexy Chucky Sex- T on Twitter. As a matter of fact, you can find all of us at Sexy Chucky T on Twitter. Exactly. Uh, so um, yeah, Blake, where are you located though? My normal stuff when I'm not in Sexy Chucky T mode is uh, Blake A Tanner on Twitter, um, and doing stuff on the Darkroom Vidya. That's V I D Y A. Once again, the last time I'll plug it. Uh, this Saturday, we're going to be doing our um, Halloween spooky stream where we watch Ernest Scared Stupid. Hey, and you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy my book on Amazon. It's called Queasel Corp, A Tale of Dicks in Douchebags. That's spelled Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. Make sure to check out the Queasel Corp podcast and all the other amazing BS Network shows over at a load of pure BS.com. If you guys are listening on iTunes or Stitcher, make sure to rate us, subscribe us. If you guys are watching on YouTube, our brand new home, make sure to like, comment, uh, subscribe, tell us what you liked about the show, give us all the feedback you can, ladies and gentlemen. And as always, you can find us at a load of pure BS.com. You can buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to the Patreon. Find us on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube. Find all of us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life. <laughs>